We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Packers fans? Welcome to one of the only daily Packers podcasts, the Pack a Day Podcast, for your source for Packers news and info, and to keep you up to date on your beloved green and yellow. Today, uh, I once again am Matt Fralick. You can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore FRA underscore. Alongside me once again is Janelle Mackey. You can find her on Twitter at Big Mac, M-A-C-K underscore four. Uh, Janelle... Before we get situated here, if uh, I want anyone listening right now, if they're able to just maybe find a couch, put your feet up, have a little pillow behind, it's going to be therapy session. We're going to lay down and really just <laughs> just vent, maybe for a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes, really figure out what's going on here because at this point in the season, through 12 weeks, that's all we can do at this point. I mean, we have a 3% chance, I just saw... Uh, to make the playoffs, I don't want to hear any Dumb and Dumber quotes. Lloyd Christmas, you're saying one in a million. I think there's a chance. I don't want to see any of that or hear any of that. I want to be a realist at this point. But I want to know how you're feeling. So, um, what are your thoughts? Well... On the season yeah. and the game, of course. So, lay it out for the me. The season as a whole, frustrating. I feel like I haven't really felt a spark from this team since week one. Mm-hmm. 
that was kind of the only big game where there was a lot of energy and from both the team, the coaches, the fans. And I feel like it's just kind of been a slow downward slope and it's just really stumbling down. And the game, being that I'm from Minnesota, but I'm a Packer fan, it hurts a lot more. Mm-hmm. I take it a little bit more personally because I have lost my bragging rights, um, especially with the Axe game, too, which I don't want to talk about. Yeah. But, yeah, I've lost my bragging rights, so it stings a little bit more, I think, for me in that sense. Definitely. But it was just, I expected that game to go so differently, considering how we started out. Um, Packers were first on the board, mm-hmm. which hardly happens in this season, and... Then I expected it to just be this offensive shootout because it was like every drive, it was just mirroring. Yeah, so back and forth. The Packers scored, the Vikings scored. Packers score again, Vikings score again. Three and out, three and out. It just seemed to be a mirror game mm-hmm. the first half. And then second half, it was all Vikings and Packers were just kind of shooting themselves in the foot. It didn't even seem like the Vikings really had control of that game. It was more just like... Our defense was really struggling to um, Mike Daniels. His absence mm-hmm. was definitely noticeable with their runs up the middle. It seemed For like sure. Murray was running up the middle a lot, where Mike Daniels would usually step in and be a big body to stop that. It was just I didn't feel a lot of emotion in that game. It felt like after the first half. Definitely, I think that's a really good point to make because in the first half you have. Multiple three and outs to start the game. Jair Alexander has the huge play of blowing up the bubble screen. I jump out of my couch, and I think that was the only time I actually did that besides to turn the TV off and go to bed. But he blows up Thielen, blows up Stefan Diggs for a minus 10 yards. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, I definitely then, wrote that down as the best play of the for game. For sure. And you I run... expected that to be like a momentum-changing play where mm-hmm. everybody was going to get hyped off of that and just kind of feed off of that energy. Because mm-hmm. it was... I mean, it created an a three and out. Yeah. Yep, it created a three and out. The Packers, you know, go de- go down and score, um, helped by Xavier Rhodes' twenty-six yard pass interference. Uh, they had the end around uh, uh, Aquamania St. Brown. Uh, Jones convert converted on a third down, and of course, like I said, the back shoulder to Devontae Adams, which is a crazy throw. Like they replayed it a couple times, where he's not even he's barely out of his his break, or I guess you know he doesn't get bumped by Rhodes, but he gets around him and Rogers already throws it. And the back shoulder is like classic. Yeah, like on the run though, it wasn't like, like he was heading out of bounds. Like he's like on the run, catches it and just goes in. So that was great. But yeah, no energy, like you said, going into the second half. Uh, I, I was writing notes throughout the whole game. Like, I'd try to do, and then in the second half, I was about five minutes in the second half, I'm like, it's just bad. Like, I just just bad. Is everything, anything that was going wrong seemed like it was going to compound and just continue to go bad. I, it's to the point now where last week, being the Seattle game, I was like, okay, this this is a must win. And then you look at the analytics and the statistics, which is, you know, it's 2018, damn near 2019. Like, that's all we're running off of baseball, football, whatever it is. And there's a stat for everything. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, the Packers are still, you know. quarterbacks who eat waffles before the game are, like, 5 and 18. But they have to eat a certain amount of waffles to get the perfect QBR rating. There's literally a stat for everything. Exactly. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, well, you know, the loss of Seattle. Well, there's still hope. Yeah, 
I mean, there's still hope after this loss now, too. It's a 3% chance, but there's a lot that has to go right for the Packers to get in. And I'm sick of this whole season has felt like to me, just like you said, since week one, which was, mind you, the only reason it was really exciting and, like, energizing was because the best player the Packers have had in the last 10 years went out. Like, he was potentially out for the year, and that's the only reason why it was exciting, and that gave life to the full team and the stadium. But outside of that, I've been waiting this whole year for something to finally happen. If it's a scuffle, maybe like Mike Dan, as we used to see, get into a you know, throwing match with someone on the sideline. If it was Rodgers getting into a, a, someone's face on the sideline, for God's sakes. I mean, maybe him and McCarthy would actually interact once in a while. I was laying in bed last night trying to fall asleep, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I don't, can't remember the last time in a, a camera shot where I saw Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers either pissed off at each other, talking about how great this game was, how Even, like, a excited, certain play, like, any zero. You never see them on the sidelines talking, which I think gives you more insight of what's really going on inside the organization. It's tough to really make you know, assumptions, but you can look at the facts, and the facts are that they don't like each other at this point. Rodgers has thrown McCarthy under the bus a couple times this year. McCarthy seems to have taken the high road with that, you know, putting the blame on the coaching stack coaching staff as equal with the players um but all in all this whole season has just been a dud for me i i said this a couple weeks ago i think in one of the episodes that my expectations were so high getting jimmy graham you saw jair alexander in preseason you see these young receivers you might have Devonte adams is emerging into a you can call him what he is whatever you want top 10 top 5 top 3 i don't whatever you want to make the argument for and, you, you know, you bring back Tremont Williams, whatever that has done, we'll get to him a little bit later. <clears throat> but again, the, the expectation was very, very high for this team going into the 2018 season. You get Patton, just, you know, another person here, and it just hasn't been that. And I've, I've waited all season for a full 60 minutes of football, and we've got portions of that. We've had small quarters of that in a single game, but it's never been a full 60 minutes. And at this point... Janelle, we need to transition. Andy put out the Andy Herman put out the the question earlier in the day. It was up for about twenty minutes. People had voted on it. Would you rather Packers go zero and five at this point or five and zero? I think it had like seven hundred votes at that time. Um, I we already know each other's stands, but Janelle, to let the people know, where do you stand? Should the Packers go do their best, try to get that five and zero, go nine six and one, and maybe you know a certain team doesn't win or lose, I guess, on week 17? Or should they go 0-5, get a better draft pick, try to get a top-10 draft pick and match it with the Saints, more than likely 28-29, pick in the first round? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I kind of took to Twitter a little bit about that one because when I voted on it, I noticed that um, more people had voted to go 0-5 and get rid of McCarthy versus to go 5-0 and and keep McCarthy one more year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a loyal loyal fan, and I'm also I have a competitive mentality. So I want to see my team out there winning, whether they make playoffs or not. I want to see them like win five in a row. Mm-hmm. I don't care at this point what the playoff picture looks like. I just want the last five games to be exciting and fun, and um, just something for the season to look back on and be like, okay, well, it was really really rough, but. 
man, I had fun watching those last five games, and mm-hmm. the energy picked up. And if all the cards, and there's a lot of them, if they all fall right, you never know what could happen. So mm-hmm. I feel like today's episode is going to be a little bit of optimist versus pessimist. Maybe, maybe. That's I, just kind of who I am. Um, I've always been that way for my family. My sister's always been the pessimist, sure. and I'm the optimist. Mm-hmm. So I like to think positively and hope for the best. But, yeah, I for these last five weeks, if we don't get any more after that, I need something to fulfill my football needs for the year. Okay. So I want to see him go 5-0, and and if that means keeping McCarthy for next year, so be it, because... They have survived with McCarthy before. Sure. So, so <clears throat> two things. Well, a couple things. One, going five and zero isn't a guarantee. It's not like we even just like flip a switch. We can go zero and five and get the ninth pick overall, or go five and zero and end up nine six and one, and just like oh, you're in the playoffs and you play the Bears and you beat them in Soldier Field, yada yada. And the fairy tale continues. So it's not really just a. F- it's not one or the other. There could be somewhere in the middle. Andy's poll, you know. We're going Don't, based off Andy's poll. We're going off Andy's poll, which at this point has 2,300 votes. 64% say go 0-5. 36% say go 5-0. and 0. I'm with the 64%. I think at this point, you said you want to have fun. Let's have some fun. Let's have Jamal Williams out there. Let's, I don't want to say rest Aaron Jones because we still want to see what we can get out of him. I mean, he's still productive. We don't want to you know just put him away and put him on ice for the next five weeks like you'd want to do with maybe Aaron Rodgers. But let's give some of these younger guys a chance. Let's give Tony Brown a chance. I, I like Tony Brown. I've seen – I thought he's been good. He's been a little bit of a head case um, playing the secondary and some special teams play. But give him a chance. Give some of these other you know, other receivers a chance. Give some of these defenders a chance. I mean, what have we really seen out of Oren Burks? Let him start a game. Like, I, I know he's been, I would say, pitiful. I haven't seen anything out of him that makes me think that, like, wow, he's he's solid. Uh you know, Josh Jones, I think, is one of the worst picks that Ted Thompson still has on this roster being a second-round pick. He was horrendous, horrendous on Sunday night, missing tackles, missing coverages. I mean, the deep ball, the feeling that he doesn't go up. He tries to think it's going to be an overthrow, and he tries to shoot for, you know, the catch off Thielen's hands or through his hands, whatever it would have been, doesn't go for the hit. But, you know, let's give some of these younger guys, let's see what we really have because – I think it's safe to say if you want the Packers to go 5-0, and Janelle, and I want them to go 0-5, I think we can actually meet somewhere in the middle and say we want to know what talent is on this roster. Like that's that's what has to happen in the next five games. Whether we go 0-0-5, we f- tie five games, I don't really care. We need to figure out who's actually can be productive on this team come the 2019 season. And that that's what needs to happen. They need to evaluate the talent. I don't know if the person that's in the position to evaluate the talent the most, the head coach is going to be here come April and May when we're drafting it for two first round picks, but he can at least pass the reins to the person that, you know, he'll be giving it over to. And I don't even, again, that's opens up a whole another can of worms. Should he shouldn't be, be fired. I think he needs to be let go. I don't see Mike McCarthy being innovative with his offense. That's, I mean, duh, we've been saying that for weeks, and they need to find someone else. I don't know who that is. That's a conversation for February, March, and April when we're really slow. It's snowing here. There's nothing going on. We're waiting for college basketball to start in March. But at this point, I think 0-5, I don't, I'm not looking forward to losing five games as a Packer fan, but if that's what happens because we're evaluating talent, we're figuring out what we have with certain players, maybe offensive line backups, 
running backs, receivers, defensive players. Uh, you know, maybe there's a game where we have Deshaun Kaiser start. Who who knows? Yeah, and I think yeah, you defended yourself a little bit better than I expected on the reason why you picked 0-5. And like you said, yes, there's the possibility of meeting in the middle of that, but mm-hmm. this is going based off of yeah, this yeah, specific poll. Exactly, exactly. And Which clearly people are fans of at this point. People are interested in this poll, so I think it's a really good re- yeah, thing to bring it, up. I'm glad that we kind of have those opposite views, mm-hmm. too, so we can actually have a little bit of discussion on it. Because as a fan, obviously, like... I understand the logistics of going 0-5, like you're saying. For test- picks. Essentially, yeah, it's, for, it's for picks. And that's what I look towards. towards I mean, yeah, I- the picks, testing talent, just seeing what we got. But at the same time, it's it's been a rough season. Yeah. And if the Packers can have a winning season mm-hmm. under their belt, then even regardless of playoff situation... I think I can be a little bit happier. But the only game looking at the schedule because uh-huh. the Packers are undefeated at home and have lost every road game, which makes the game at Soldier Field the big question yeah. in that whole going 5-0 and situation because that's definitely going to be the toughest game uh-huh. coming up in these next five. So... I agree. I think you're you're very correct. Uh, if you'd have looked at the, you've done this a couple times during the podcast, but if you would look back at the schedule in August, September, you're looking at Atlanta, thinking Atlanta is going to be tough. Cardinals probably where they should be. You know, I'm going a little out of order here, but you know, Bears are probably better than what we everyone thought. Jets, you don't really know what you're getting from the Jets at this point. Lions, you thought would have been a little bit better. So, Lions but yeah. also only have Galladay left, it seems like, at receiver. They do. And that game at home could give potential. Crosby could have the revenge game, like yes. really nailing those field goals. So <laughs> yeah, he could. These next five games could honestly be a lot of fun to watch, regardless of what happens. Because, And I'm cool for fun, but I don't want to trade fun for drafting in the low 20s. We could be drafting the, the low single digits in like 11, 12, but... I think I think the just need to as a fan and this is still laying on the couch you just have to understand that there is a next year it's not like the Packers are leaving it's not like Aaron Rodgers is last year with when it was maybe Brett Favre but you do have to understand that there is going to be change like you have mm-hmm. to be comfortable with the fact that yes we did see some young receivers you know establish are they going to take Randall Cobb's spot? Yes, we did see some young defenders, you know, fill in holes that we had in the secondary for all, I would say at least two years, but we still are missing pieces. One being a free safety, and then you know more up front in the in the front seven being you know Nick Perry. He's on IR. I don't even know what his contract looks like. Clay Matthews, Clay, Clay Matthews is, <laughs> I think, it. Clay Matthews, I think, is worse, but he's been playing well this year. So I don't. Yeah, I, don't, I was actually very impressed with Matthews. But I think he's up for a contract. So, you know, you have to. There's going to be change, and I think this is a. We had a lot of change last year as a Packer fans. There was. It seemed like there was a bunch of that going on, and now this year, it's. I think it's it's really time. You know, last year was Ted Thompson, and that was you know. A lot happened around that. We we don't we don't we don't know what Ted Thompson's role is still with this team. I mean, he still could be a consultant sitting in a room mm-hmm. and you know with his mouth wide open catching flies. Like we don't know what he's doing, but I would imagine he's still somewhat part of this organization. 
we're we're just gradually getting out of it. I don't think you could have had it all done in one year. I don't think getting rid of McCarthy in that year would have been a good idea. Um, you had to kind of give him his fair shot, and clearly at this point there hasn't been enough to be like, you know what, you're right. You know, Aaron Rodgers was hurt last year. We're going to give you another run at it. it he, there's not too much that you're missing this year that wasn't either added or just, you know, manifested itself with players coming to the forefront and filling spots. So as you're laying on the couch right now, open your eyes up and just be like, all right, this season, whatever happens, the last five games. We're just going to have to accept it. We're going to have to accept it because that's what's going to happen. But we're gonna, we'll are gonna we really see you know the true colors of this team. Uh, Andy talked about it a little in his episode yesterday. You know, we haven't seen the Packers, you know, get blown out, you know, 30 to nothing and not try. Like, they're still trying. That's That hasn't changed, but it'll the be The effort tel- there, it's like the, um, I'm trying to think, like the spark. The, yeah. The energy. Mm-hmm. It's like they're going out there and it's like almost robotic. Yeah, at times. I mean, there's certain things that don't seem robotic. I would say Aaron Rodgers' throwing ability has not been robotic like past. Yeah, which kind of brings me to something. Uh, Go ahead. Talking about like what's what's up with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. It's a big I could question. give you a bunch of jokes, but I don't and, really have one like um, a real. I only one. saw one thing about this a couple weeks ago, and we haven't really talked about the fact that his quarterback coach left this year. Mm-hmm. So. Is that playing a factor, losing his quarterback coach and his security blanket in Jordy yeah. Nelson? Which, which those, he was are those playing? Yeah, are those playing bigger factors than we maybe realize sitting at home watching TV because he wasn't happy about either of those because he wasn't consulted prior? So you almost wonder, does he not have that same connection with his new quarterback coach, who, yeah. whom I... I'm unaware of who that is right now. Uh, at this point, it is... I was looking as you were saying that. I want to see the new one. I believe... Well, it was, I mean, Van Pelt. That was... Yep. He had been there for a long time. Yeah, he was there since 2012, I believe. Took over uh, two years after being there as the quarterback coach. And I'm looking... So he, it, he's been with Rodgers for a few seasons now. For sure. And I think they had good chemistry. I don't know who the quarterback coach is at this point. We all do know they brought in... Um, uh, Joe Philbin back, which no one really talks about what his impact has been on the team thus far, uh, having brought him back. But, yeah. yeah, I think that there's something to be said about that. There, you know, it's it's which which one has affected it more, Jordy Nelson being gone, his security blanket, or the quarterback coach, Van Pelt? Like I, would say, I would say both. Like, it's yeah. a quarterback coach. We've seen that, uh, I guess it would have been, it would have been, with Daryl Bevel with uh, Brett Favre when they I think they re did they reunite in Minnesota like that was huge when he had finally left the Packers and went back there so it it matters but I don't think that changes the way Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball I don't think that changes Aaron Rodgers just slightly over overthrowing Devontae Adams in the end zone when Devontae runs a great route against a backup cornerback when Xavier Rhodes goes out I don't think that changes it I mean does it as far as, I think I don't more know, mentally I think, than physically, it yeah, can have but a I, factor. I, I, I agree. Obviously, your I quarterback agree. coach can't go out there and throw for you, but is there something like when he goes to the sideline, he doesn't have that relationship to kind of like 
pick him up or tell him like, hey, this is what needs to get mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Like we don't see the relationship. That could be, and he could have been a great buffer between him and Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And now you're looking at that uh, the relationship. It's bone on bone. I mean, there's no cartilage in between. There's no muscle yeah. in between. It's like just bumping against each other, and there's no there's no give. Uh, it's it's pretty much seen everything that it possibly could have been through in the last, I mean, decade. From the highest of highs through a Super Bowl to the lowest of lows of you know, being out for a full year and just being frustrated with no weapons. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely something to be said about that those changes. And if he was asked about them, clearly he was not from his comments he made after the fact when Jordy was let go and um, Van Pelt also. But, I mean, that had to do with the whole, you know, the whole kind of this, this cleansing uh, you know, Edgar Bennett was gone too, and you know they brought back in Philbin, and it was kind of like, you know, I think it was more of like, hey, Mike McCarthy, we're going to give you one last shot. What do you think you need? Well, I need a defensive coordinator. They went and got Patton. Well, let's bring back Joe Philbin. I was we or there was I a lot of hype on. Yeah, Philbin it was like and... it was like we or I, whichever one you want to say. Like we were good, or I was a better coach when Philbin was here. And like I don't think I've seen Joe Philbin's face once on a on a TV screen. Like, mm-hmm. no one talks about how, what his contribution or lack thereof has been this year. I, it's, it's kind of a, just a weird under the radar. I, no one talks about it. It's really bizarre. You think it would come up at some point, but even nothing local. Um, and to get, you know, more present day, McCarthy did have uh, the press conference today. I did watch that. <sighs> I don't know. It's kind of getting repetitive. Yeah, it is. So. And did you watch it at all? Did you watch? The I didn't need to. I saw the it's quotes, fine. and it's if, fine. I feel like I've seen them. Yeah, and over he. And over. The one thing, like the couple things, I want to take away from it. It really one I took away, besides the repetition. Like there's small, like regurgitated uh, answers he gives, or snarky looks to like you know the beat reporters. The one thing I did notice that I was like, "What are you talking about?" Was it was like the fifth or sixth question. And finally, someone made a positive spin. They said, hey, you know, a season like this, you've had young guys contribute. I uh, obviously got that some, from your run game a little bit. What are what are some other things that happened today or, uh, you know, or yesterday, excuse me, throughout the whole season that has really been like, you know, a positive silver line to this season? And he responded with basically the run game, contributions from the secondary. And again, kind of, he was a little bit taken back by the, question so we actually had something thoughtful but at the end of it he said you know it's a nice change of pace to get a positive question and i'm like you moron you're four six and one and you're gonna be upset about getting negative feedback critiqued questions this isn't like seventh grade flag football like this this isn't everybody gets a participation no like this team this it's not like this team is a two loss team and we're you know we're like Darn it! You lost on a field goal, and they're just killing the and guy for it. And it's not like it. they're really good losses. No, either. yeah, it's not which, like you played your best. You just got outplayed. Yeah, so it's you should not have six losses very, and a tie. Very on your strange. Record. Just another bad taste in my mouth from Mike McCarthy. Just being almost—I don't know if he was joking with the guys, but you know, you can see I'm, I'm watching him on the replay, and he doesn't look like he's joking when he's when he's saying that. He looks like he's kind of being serious. Like you guys are being really critical today. It's like, well, duh, dude. Like your your team is botching things left and right, whether it be offense, defense, special teams, play calling, uh, time management. I mean, 
composure of yourself, for God's sakes, on the sideline. It's just, it's it's incredible. We have never seen Mike McCarthy like this, and I think maybe that means he knows this is his final year, that he is so intense and is want to do so well. But where we sit is, I'm going to the game this Sunday. I know Andy's going to the game. It's going to be a fun Janelle, as you said, I'm yes. going to have fun. I'm going to I'm enjoy the game. Here. I'm going to enjoy the game. I hope to meet some fans that are from Arizona or wherever the hell. Every time I go to a game recently, there's someone from like a different part of this world. There were some people from was it Australia last time I was there. Some people from Sweden the time before when it was like 10 degrees out. In so, other words, the world is suffering right the now. World, yeah, the world because they're all Packer fans every time. <laughs> so it's going to be whatever. It's fine. I mean... I get to see Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson. I think Patrick Peterson's still healthy, so that'll be cool. But, you know, there are still going to have to worry about guys like Chandler Jones coming off the edge and maybe hurting Rodgers, which kind of leads me back to our conversation, our bulk of this podcast, Janelle, is like, do we want Aaron Rodgers to finish the next five games? Like, I know you're saying you want them to go 5-0, and which it'd be cool, but do, do we start – thinking about, like, hey, we've seen times where Aaron Rodgers might be out for a full year, i.e. week one. We've had seasons where Rodgers has been out for almost a full year, most or if not the full. <laughs> so, like, do we want to really have that happen again? It's, I mean, you're playing some good defenses coming up, too. I mean, Atlanta's not great, but they do have some athletes. They've always been able to get after the Packers. Obviously, the Bears are, I mean, they hurt him week one. And Mac's still there, I mean. And Max in game shape now, so... There's still guys that you're going to go up against. It's like, do you want them out there? I don't I don't think that's a... I mean, if you have an answer right now, that's great. But, I mean, I I personally don't. Like, I, I do I want him to win? Yes. But, like, do I want to see a full 60 minutes of Deshaun Kaiser? No. <laughs> I mean, we saw about I mean, two minutes of him, and it was pretty painful week one. Yeah, like, Tim Boyle, maybe? I don't know. Like, it's, it's kind yeah, of Yeah, it's of a definitely joke. just a lot of, like, unaware of what we want as fans and because obviously I I have a competitive attitude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I want to see my team out there winning mm-hmm. and I want to see Rodgers out there lighting up defenses and Aaron Jones running for 30-yard touchdowns and then there's the side where it's like but I don't want them to get hurt mm-hmm. with the chance of not seeing postseason yeah like as long as there's I think as long as there's like that little bit of hope alive in me, it's like, yeah, play him, but so I don't you're, know, you're, I'm... Yeah, you're running with a 3% chance. Yeah, like, and that's also, just who I am, and also, and... uh, <laughs> four or five of these would have to come true. So I found this on Twitter before we started. It's at uh, HaleRogers12. I've seen some great tweets from this account from before, um, but after the last Sunday, the Packers have a 3% chance of making the playoffs. They would need... To win out and have four or five of these scenarios happen. So the Eagles will need to lose one game. Probably. That's pro- they'll probably lose that's more one. Than we'll one we'll game. put that. That's, that's the number one. We'll go with one. Panthers need to lose two games. Panthers I haven't did, looked at their schedule. They didn't really play that well yesterday uh, in the second half. Like, they so, played the Seahawks, wasn't they it? They did play the Seahawks. So Redskins lose two games. Without Alex Smith. Good point. I forgot about that. So without a, we'll say those. We'll say number one and number three are plausible. Seahawks lose two games. I feel like the Seahawks are kind of on an uptick. So, and then, well, you know, I'm going to give that one. We'll say that's the third one. But the fourth one, or, you know, out of five, would be the Vikings lose three games. So it's that either. a little less. So it's either the. Pan- like, I don't know. Panthers lose two games. Vikings lose three games. Like, 
I just don't want to be there on week 17. Then again, I mean, the Vikings did drop the ball against Buffalo. True. You never know. True. This is me, like, the you never know what can happen. Because the NFL has been pretty crazy this year. I agree. I agree. But I want nothing. If it's week 17 and we're sitting there and the Packers win at noon, assuming it's not flexed, if it comes down, I don't know what the schedule looks like, if it's, like, the Monday night or the Sunday night or a 3.30 game and, like, we're rooting for – some team that has no chance and like I don't want to have that just strung along. I want to just cut and be done with the season. You just That's, want to enjoy these last five. I, want to, games I can enjoy and... them. Yeah, I can watch the talent, but I don't want to be strung along and like there's a word I want to say, but I won't say it on here. But I just don't want to be teased throughout this whole season. Like I just want to just have it. The three percent chance you can you can take your three percent chance. I'll and four of those five things to happen, but I'm gonna sit back hands behind my head on the couch and just like yeah the takeaway of this episode is just basically however you need to do it just enjoy these last five games whether they be the last five games whether there is a postseason which yes three percent chance Mm -hmm. minimal Mm -hmm. i mean it's there we don't know what could happen but just really just enjoy these last five weeks don't be negative about your team like Cheer for your team. Don't be a fair weather yeah. fan. There's Don't... something to be said about that because I've caught myself like once yeah, in a while. Like, you're like, I'm kind of just like thing. piling on, which is really ugly. It gets really, really ugly. Yeah. Normally, it's with Clay Matthews. Was with Clay Matthews. Doesn't happen as much anymore. But yeah, being a negative fan is. Yeah, you can be upset with the season, but mm-hmm. don't. Like sarcastically hate your team. negative. Yeah, not fun. Yeah. That's not a Don't good look. be the fair weather fan out there. Even when Tremont Williams messes up on special teams, just be upset for a second and move on from it, even though that I definitely wrote that down as the worst play of the game. Yeah, by far. I don't, I mean, five minutes and 50 seconds left, I almost turned off my TV, which I never, ever, ever do for any NFL game. I watch it to the end until it's like two minutes left, team's kneeling it out, no timeouts. Like, all right, I'll turn it off. And it was one of those situations, it's like, what could go wrong? And then that happens, and you're like, okay, there's still some other things that could go wrong here. Yeah, so, unbelievable. Yeah. But it's just... That's where they sit. The Packers sit at 4-6-1. and one. They play the Cardinals this weekend in Lambeau at noon. Like I said, I'll be there. I know Andy Herman will be there. Uh, but that's that's where we're at, Janelle. So, yeah, um, the, did you have a good Thanksgiving, though? Thanksgiving was good? I did. Okay. I did. In Those Minnesota? games were a little... Not, I mean, the Saints game was that Saints was, versus Falcons. That was kind of the only exciting game of yeah, that day. Yeah, the other ones were pretty... Bears-Lions was pretty boring. Redskins-Cowboys, pretty boring. Yeah, unless you're Amari Cooper, who had a huge game. But True. That was yeah. a fluke. Other than that. But um, these, this... last, these last five weeks, be the pessimist, be the optimist, but just... Enjoy it mm-hmm. and don't be fair weather. That's basically my yeah. maybe observe my take. maybe observe something or observe observe a player or observe a portion of the game that you normally wouldn't like take appreciate maybe certain players and just just take that all in I guess just start evaluating because that's where the season is trending. Yeah, is that because, fair? Yeah. Okay. Uh, once again, this is the Pack a Day podcast. This was episode one hundred and twenty five. It's we crazy. are one-eighth away from a 1,000, Janelle. That's crazy. 
I, Speaking of I a thought thousand, about that before I did the quick math in yeah. my head, so I didn't want to sound stupid. Speaking of a thousand, we have to congratulate uh, Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. Who did go over the 1,000-yard mark for sure. the first time in his career. And he is also the only NFL receiver to have at least 10 touchdowns in each of the last three seasons. So That's there's my good. positive note. That's very positive. So very there positive. is good takeaways from the game. Definitely. That, so that's good. That's that's nice. I want to finish on that. Uh, we'll, we'll end on that one <laughs> for sure. Uh, for Janelle, Janelle Mack, you can find her on Twitter once again at Big Mac underscore four. You can find myself, Matt Fralick, at Matt underscore fra underscore. Of course, you can find the Pack a Day podcast at Pack a Day podcast on Twitter. Uh, Janelle, where can we find podcasts at this point in 2018? Almost 2019. I know there's. What iTunes? iTunes. Um, I'm not sure. Google Play. Google Play. Uh, Buzz. Oh yeah. Pro Buzz, Buzz something or other. Yep. It, find it on there. I yep. think that's where it's originally posted. Definitely. Basically, definitely. you could just follow the Twitter page. Type it into Google. There is a Facebook page. There's for a Facebook it that you page. Can go like. Yeah. If you can't, if you can't, I mean, obviously subscribe and leave reviews or you know five stars is great. Five stars is. Very, very important. A review that is constructive is even more important. Yes, we appreciate constructive criticism, not hateful bashing. <laughs> <laughs> hateful bashing is bad. But one way or another, you can find the podcast, whether it's you ask a friend, maybe they can help you find a podcast. But uh, this was the Pack a Day podcast. You guys will have a great rest of your week. Stay warm. Enjoy the last five games, and Janelle, as always. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Got Adams! 30! Turns up field, 25! Cutting right to the 20! 15! 10! 5! Devontae Adams to the south end zone for the touchdown! Rodgers looks it over. Starts to his left. Now he moves. Starts to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield. Being flushed. Rolling left. Winds up. Rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's high. Point and it caught. It is caught for a touchdown. Yes! A miracle. Yes! Pass left. Yes! In the end zone. Can you believe it? Unbelievable. One kick away from the NFC Championship game. From the 41. Left hand spot. 51 yard. Field goal attempt. Snap. Placement. Kick to the uprights. And it is right down yes. the middle. It is good. And the Packers are going to the NFC Championship game. And what a happy bunch of Green Bay Packers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.